Hi, and welcome to episode 10 of the Fire the Family podcast. This is Nick, and I just want to thank you again for listening to another episode here. I can't believe we're already at the 10th episode. Um, Just like anything that's new, I go through some growing pains and uh, changing the format around until it fits. Uh, But based on the last episode and the feedback that I received uh, from a handful of people, I do believe that I have found a format that works well for me. Uh, So as I'm sitting here, I just finished watching the Seahawks-Rams game. Uh, it was a pretty good football game. Um, that's pretty much the only TV I watch anymore, actually, is, is college football and uh, a little bit of Sunday night or Monday night football. Uh, I posted a new post tonight, uh, the science behind the 25 times rule of retirement. Uh, a lot of people know that as the Trinity study uh, or also known as the 4% rule. It's basically all the same. Uh, we're going to go over that uh, in this episode. And a little bit of retirement planning and a little bit of an announcement about some of the tools and resources that you can find on our website, firethefamily.com. All one word. Um, So let's get into it. What is the 25 times rule? Basically, it refers to the idea that you need to have 25 times the amount you want to pay yourself annually in retirement. So, for example, if I'm going to retire at the traditional age of 65... Um, I would need to have 25 times the amount of monthly or an, month annual expenses uh, that I would uh, that I would need. So, quick quick example: if I wanted to have $50,000 a year in retirement, I would need to have 1.2 million in retirement savings at least, and that gives you um, that gives you. Uh, the opportunity to reasonably assume that it's going to last you for 30 years, and that's what you want. So if you retired at 65, uh, you are probably going to live to the age of 80 or 90, especially if you're young. If you're in your 20s or 30s today, even your 40s, you're probably going to live well into your 80s and possibly into your 90s. The life expectancy continues to grow, and uh, advances in technology and science and the medical industry are only improving. So Uh, You want to be extremely conservative in your retirement planning, and that's the whole idea behind the the 4% rule. So 4% uh, is basically the safe withdrawal withdrawal rate that you can uh, pull out of your retirement nest egg each year and reasonably assume that it's going to last you for those 30 years, okay? So by using the the 4%, some people use 3%, and I do want to use this as an opportunity to say that this is not a blanket generalization for everybody. Um, your mileage may vary. Uh, it's all based on your risk tolerance, your own goals, your own financial situation, your current income, your future income. There's so many variables at play that there's no possible way that I could give you legitimate financial planning advice um, based on this stuff. But uh, if you're going to go at it on your own, like I like I do. I don't pay a financial planner. I don't have anybody manage my money for me or for my family. Um, if you're going to go at it your own and you know invest in low fee index funds and, and go that the path that, um, that's growing really rapidly on the the fire movement, um, kind of the 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 way that everybody the the uh, what should I say the uh, flow flow chart that everyone follows there is is that. You want to be ultra conservative because there's going to be market swings, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, peaks, valleys. It's just the nature of the game, um, and only you can determine your own um, your own tolerance for that risk. That risk. So, um, yeah. So that's what the 25 times rule is. I'm just going to say it one more time. 
you want you need to have 25 times the amount that you want to pay yourself annually in retirement. You want to pay yourself $100,000 a year. You got to have 25 times that. What's that? That's like 2.5 million uh, in retirement in uh, money that you can you know um, pull out of. A lot of people at that point go to a more bond-heavy portfolio, so they don't wake up the next day and potentially see a 20 or 30 percent decline in their stocks or their equity positions and that's something that like happened in you know the great recession and things like that so um, a lot of people get into um, more bond heavy portfolios to avoid that happening when they get when they get to the point where they're going to withdraw so let's talk a little bit about um, the fire movement um, my own kind of plan with that uh, i'm 28 years old my wife is also 28 and we went to high school together we actually went to elementary school, middle school, and high school together. Um, and so we aren't going to, we're not, we're not planning on retiring at 45, 35, or probably even 65. Retiring comes with a lot of baggage when people say that they're going to retire. So um, when I say the word retire, that means that basically it's the same for me as financial independence. I'm not going to um, depend on somebody for a W-2 income uh, for benefits and all that. So um, the goal for me is to get to a point where I have enough money or we have enough money in our um, in our retirement account that I, that's no longer a worry for me. I don't have to have those golden handcuffs. I can take whatever opportunity uh, that I that I want to take, whether that's moving across country for a job, whether that's working on any sort of specific job or project or volunteer or missionary work or you know X Y Z. Um, if I want to get into a job where it's really low pay but really high satisfaction, that's what I want to do. I don't want to have to say no, I can't do that. I have to put uh, my passion or you know my own happiness on hold because I have to make a certain amount of income. And for so long, that's been my reality. So for the last ten years, uh, while I was going to school, basically doing everything I can to make as much money as possible, and now it's like you know I'm out of school. I'm working as an account manager in the software industry. Things are going really great. Um, it's a little bit stressful. But, you know, and I really like my job, but long pause. Um, I do really, really enjoy my job. But what I'm trying to say is that if an opportunity were to arise um, that I would like more or that I would like to, to, you know, experience, I can't take it because, you know, I'm, I'm re- really reliant on my income right now. Luckily, since my wife started working full time as a kindergarten teacher, uh, that reliance has dropped quite a bit. And so I don't have to stress so much about, you know, my income, and my paycheck and and that's a good thing because I'm 50, about 50-50 commission, salary to commission. So um, while my income does fluctuate up and down a little bit each month, uh, it's not as drastic as you know being like 100% commission. Uh, so we're getting off track a little bit. Uh, so where did the where did the 25 times rule originate? Uh, it actually came out of the, uh, the a place called Trinity University. It's often cited as the Trinity Study, and um, I have the full PDF here on the website. And so you're more than welcome to go to the website and get a, you know, a deeper dive into all this. Uh, but the title of the paper is Determining Withdrawal Rates Using Historical Data by William P. Bengen. And it's great. It's a great read. It's not super long. It's a handful of pages. Uh, it's definitely dated. Uh, I think it was from back in... I don't see the date on it. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, but tons of facts and figures and lots of historic data and uh, just a really great educational read for anyone that's interested. Um, there's a couple, um, a couple figures that um, have graphs and things that are really nice to look at, uh, help really, really help paint the picture. Um, but the whole idea was is that that kind of um, kind of went viral here with this 
you know, with the fire movement and the whole financial independence, retire early community, <clears throat> uh, because it led, lend a lot of credibility to the idea of the 25 times rule. And it's great. It's a great, I want to say rule of thumb, but it's a great tool. It's a great benchmark for you to see, or I guess a thermometer, I should say, for you to test the temperature of your uh, current retirement health. You know, are you on track? Are you off track? Uh, what do you need to do to get back on track? How far away are you? What kind of investing do you need to do? How much do you need to contribute each month um, and each year to catch up or to stay ahead? Or can you back off the gas a little bit? You know, that's that's something that people don't often talk about is that you might just be way ahead of the game and you may feel like you're extremely behind um, and you might be able to let off the gas and maybe spend a little more money if you need to on you know, on some lifestyle and enhancements or improvements. So. Uh, there's that too. Uh, just like anything else, don't put all your eggs in that basket. It's not, um, it's not a guarantee. It's not the, it's not that simple. And if you do that, you're setting yourself up for, um, you know, missing the mark and possibly, you know, anxiety, depression, and all that stuff that goes along with putting your hopes and dreams into something that isn't concrete and, um, isn't as easy to, uh, to reach. So, um, while saying it's, you know, while saying that it's not impossible to reach retirement early, it's not at all. The math works out and there's many ways to reach it. You can do it with a single income. You can do it with a dual income. You can do it with multiple jobs. You can do it with a side hustle on the internet. Uh, basically the, the formula is increase your income, decrease your expenses, take that savings rate, which is the ratio of your expenses to your income and or your income to your expenses and then you take that you invest that savings rate into like the total stock market where you know you're going to get an average of about eight percent over the over 30 years and uh you, you ride that out you're consistent and you time you can consistently dollar cost average keep putting money in in no matter what no matter what the weather is whether it's good economy bad economy and uh at some point in the future depending on your contribution rate how much money you're actually able to put into those investments you will uh You'll reach a, a point where you could you could retire. You could pay yourself each month out of your own retirement account. You're, you'd be amazed at the people I've talked to that don't even understand that that's the point of investing for retirement. They understand they have a 401k and they should put money in it, but they don't understand how that money's going to come back out. And a lot of people just talk about you know taking a lump sum and all this stuff. And the reality is is that you need to use this money to give yourself a paycheck every month because there's going to be a point where you can't you can't work anymore. And you're still going to need money. Just because you can't go to the work and earn the kind of money you used to earn doesn't mean that you're going to not need the money. And Social Security at this point, if you're young, uh, don't even don't even consider it as being an option. Because at the end of the day, if it's still there and if it's still a benefit or if it's better than it is, then you're going to be so well off. And it's going to be an, an amazing retirement for you and um, anyone else that's retiring with you. And if for some reason it's not there and the benefit doesn't exist anymore or it's you know far less than what it is today, which it's not very much, I think the average person is going to get about 17000 a year in Social Security. That's like, like $1,500, $1,300 a month um, or something like that. That's Don't cite me there, but that's pretty close. That's off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, that's something that I just don't, just don't consider it because, because if it's not there, you're going to be better off. And if it's there, you're going to be better off. So it works out. Um, so it's a good point to mention that I, I um, created a financial independence calculator. Uh, I've been wanting to add one to the website for a long time. I'm not a computer programmer, um, and building web apps and things is not my specialty. Uh, but I did it the old-fashioned way in Excel. 
and the Excel calculator is available on the website. You can download it for free. There's no gate to it. There's no email, nothing you got to put in there. It's, it's there for you. Um, I definitely want some honest feedback. Um, if you see any ways to improve it or make it better, um, I'm happy to listen to that and happy to take that into consideration. Uh, the calculator is pretty cool. There's a couple fields There's where you can edit. There's current investments. You can list out the retirement accounts that you have, like 401ks and Roth IRAs or like a 457B or whatever the account you might be investing in. Um, your annual, annual contributions, how much money are you adding to that account? So the current investments is how much you've added to this point. And annual contribution is how much you plan on adding each year until retirement. And then there's retirement goals, which is like your current age, your desired retirement age, the annual expenses you plan to have in retirement. And what that'll do uh, in the form that I have on the, on the website um, in the picture, it's an example is 60000 a year. Uh, the person's 30 years old and they, they want to retire at 45. So they have 15 years until retirement. And by using the 25 times rule, that gives you, uh, you need $1.5 million in retirement uh, to be able to do that. Uh, so there is some assumptions. You can edit those as well. Uh, there's average portfolio returns, which I use 6%. A lot of people use eight. You can use whatever you'd like. Uh, compounding periods per year, I did 12, and then a safe withdrawal rate of 4%. You can edit that up or down to 3 or 5%, whatever suits you. Um, and what kicks out is your total contribution, which is how much money you will actually have put in yourself out of your own paycheck or wallet into uh, the retirement accounts, um, which is cool. I like knowing that because then you can see what the difference of compound interest is, the money that will, you know, uh, the, the interest on interest that will happen when you put money in something like the stock market with an interest rate. Um, the second field that will kick out is uh, Future Retirement Nest Egg, and uh, that's, that's a great title, Future Retirement Nest Egg. Um, and at this person's situation and the amount that they've invested currently and are going to contribute annually, uh, they're slated to have $1.29 million uh, by the age of 45, and um, so that's 15 years of investing, so not quite their $1.5 million goal. And then the two fields that I think is what made this calculator really great and kind of stands out from the rest is that if you were to retire today, how much could you pay yourself monthly and annually? And if you retired at your goal, so if this person retired at 45, at $1.29 million, how much would they be able to pay themselves annually and how much could they pay themselves per month? So if this person retired today, they'd have $24,000 in investments they could pay themselves 960 bucks a year or $80 a month. If this person retired at their goal, uh, one or not goal, uh, yeah, at their goal, sorry, uh, they would be able to retire with $51,000 a year or $4,300 a month. So um, yeah, get in there and play with it. If you can break the calculator, then that's wonderful. Send me an email. Uh, let me know, firethefam at gmail.com, and I will... I will make any adjustments um, or changes to the formulas that I need to, but it's very simple. I didn't want it to do too much, but uh, it serves a couple purposes, and I think that it would be helpful for you to check out. Um, I've already kind of talked about the 25 times rule and where it came from, uh, a little bit about it not being perfect. Um, don't put it on a pedestal. Don't put all your hopes and dreams on it. Um, it's, just, it's, the same, it's the same concept of people that put, you know, make excuses for all the reasons that they don't achieve their goals. A lot of people will do the opposite, and they'll put all their, you know, hopes, dreams, and excuses into the future and into something that um, is very um, abstract, like the 25 times rule. 
Um, and it'll actually cause like it can actually cause a, almost a paralyzation effect where um, you're so focused on it that you, you shut everything else out. You don't listen to anything else. You're not reading anymore. You think you've learned it all. And what happens is that you'll trip yourself up and you'll find out that you're really not that smart. And uh, you probably should have kept, in your eye, kept your eyes and ears open. So while this is a great tool and a great resource to plan and to get an idea and to learn about money and what it can do for you and to teach others, it's a great way for me to relate this stuff to my wife because it's just so simple. Um, not that not that she needs it to be simple, but um, she doesn't have an interest like I do in personal finance and um, things like the fire movement or um, investing or anything like that. So any anytime I can use something really simple uh, to talk to her about it so her eyes don't glaze over, uh, I'm a fan of. So uh, with that being said, um, I'm going to go over a couple other tools and resources that we have here on the website. I've got... Um, Talk about marriage, you've got the money marriage checklist. And what that is is a great checklist of just all the topics that we've talked about and we've worked on over the last nine years of marriage. We've been married nine years as of December 23rd, so that's coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, and it's just wonderful. It's a great way to just quickly you know, bring up topics. It's a great excuse to say, hey, I got this, you know, I've been on Nick's website. Um, he had some, he had this resource. I liked it. Let's talk about it. And that makes it so much easier than just saying, Hey, we need to talk and then trying to remember everything. And, you know, it just kind of, it's that third party authority. That's really great, especially in, um, having a conversation with somebody who may not be interested, um, or maybe they're interested, but they just don't understand as well. Um, so it's a great way. There's one page of just money topics and future topics. And then there's, um, like a half a page of fire specific topics about financial independence, retire early, um, planning with kids and all that stuff, things that you need to think about. Um, again, that's free. You can download it. It's a PDF. You click download, it shows right up on your screen. Uh, no big deal. Um, and then, uh, the fire flow chart. So I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, there's only a couple of them that exist on the internet and, um, I'm excited for mine to be one of those. Um, and the fire flow chart is basically, it's almost like Candyland. Like you start, there's a start here. Um, you go from one tile to the next and it starts out with coming up with your why. Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to go down this path? Is it just because it sounds cool and interesting or is it because it's something that, you know, you have some specific reason in mind? And then it goes from that to just being like st every step of the way. Do you have a budget in place? Uh, how much are you uh, saving? How much are you earning? How much are you investing? Um, are you planning on saving for your kid's college? And then there's a lots of yes and no decision trees and it'll get you to the end. You'll get there. Uh, but it's really great to see how far you've come. Um, because it, you may have come a lot farther than you thought, um, and that was definitely the case for myself and my family. Um, and then you can see what still lies ahead. And again, this isn't you know every possible situation or scenario uh, or decision that you could make, but it's some of the more common ones and some of the ones that you may not have thought about. And it's kind of a great way to see what happens when you need to pay off some debt, uh, high interest debt, low interest debt, and circle back around before you start investing really heavily. Um, and that's a common question too. So um, I think that's a great tool. And all this stuff's super easy to find on the website, just up on the top menu. You can find it pretty simply. Um, and then um, we do have some resources on there. Um, we've got some stuff about um, just the how to fire, how to do it in five steps. Um, obviously, it's not that simple, but there's tons of articles related to it. Um, so enough plugging um, what I've done resource-wise. I just think that they're really great resources, and I really I'm looking for the honest feedback. So it's a win-win. Uh, you can get some. You can see something new that you've never seen before that maybe might broaden your horizons, and I get um, I get the, to know that it's being downloaded, it's being looked at, and hopefully I can get uh, some. Like I said, some honest uh, honest feedback. That's always welcome. Um, so 
pretty excited about all of this um, stuff. And if you have any questions about the 25 times rule or the 4% rule, financial calculators, uh, anything of the sort, just shoot me an email, fire the family, no, fire the fam at gmail.com. Um, it's easier if you just go to the website and, and submit a contact contact form. Um, if you want to host any of these on your website, if you're in, if you're you know doing the whole financial blogging thing or um, you have some sort of outlet, then feel free, feel free to use it. Uh, no problem there. Um, and I just want to hope that you guys have a great week coming up. Uh, we're almost to Christmas and um, I couldn't be more excited and thrilled uh, to be doing what I'm doing. Um, it's kind of a side hustle for me. Um, it's something that I, it's a passion project. I put a, an awful lot of time into it. I'm working probably 70 hours a week if I, if I count this as work. Um, nights, weekends, holidays. Um, so I, I work my day job and then I work this job and I've, I've been able to put out an awful lot of content. So I'm going to keep the podcast rolling. That's where my focus is at right now. Um, content's going to continue coming out to the site, uh, new things. And if you don't know what I'm all about, education, um, you know, sound bites that you can listen to on your way to work and actually learn something. Uh, I'm not going to inundate you with tons of ads. I'm not going to, um, inundate you with tons of, um, probably not going to do any interviews, um, because I'm of the opinion that most people that do interviews, it's kind of a lazy way to podcast. No, no, nothing against people that do that. And I love listening to interviews myself. Um, but uh, the person doing the podcast doesn't really have to do any research. They don't have to talk about anything specific. They can just interview the expert. And uh, the idea here is, is that I want to be the authority here. Um, I want to help people that are young um, and old. But my primary focus is on young people, maybe starting a family, maybe not sure if they should go to college, join the military, go to trade school, um, or do you know whatever they're planning on doing. Um, and maybe they had kids young, or maybe they want to have kids young, or maybe they don't want to have kids young. And, you know, what are all the things that go into that? Um, and so I hope that I'm producing content that's educational in nature and kind of weaves my life story and my experiences uh, through college, the military, um, being married, having three kids, um, working, you know, full time and all that stuff. So, uh, again, I want to thank you so much for spending uh, a few minutes with me today. And I hope you have a wonderful week. And I will I will talk to you again before Christmas. So um, I hope you have a good one and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.